0: You know, a lot of folks would argue that recent advancements in technology and that mixed with COVID lockdowns have utterly sucked the humanity out of the workplace. So today on our program, we'll be talking all about bringing our humanity back. My name is Chris Wall, this is Weekday Warriors.
1: Uh Uh-oh, sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. (laughs) Aloha, Weekday Warriors.
0: You got through another Monday. That means it's time to dive headfirst into the entrepreneurial abyss and explore what it means to run a business in the digital age. Sounds like a case of the Mondays. With creative and practical insights from business owners across the country, just like you. You're listening to the Weekday Warrior Show with Chris Wall. Yeah, you know, when you think about it, it's, it's almost like it was a lifetime ago. That we used to get in our cars, drive over to meetings, meet people face to face, touch our hand against their hand and shake it up and down and do business. A lot has changed and part of that change is the loss of that human touch in the way we do business. So today on Weekday Warriors, we'll be talking about how to bring back humanity within the digital age. Our very special guest today is SJ Barraconi. He is the education sherpa and he is all about humanizing the workforce. So SJ, thanks for joining us.
1: I am very grateful Chris for your very kind invitation to be on be here with you and I'll do my very very best to live up to a mantra that I have. Serve, solve and share.
0: That's awesome. And if everybody had the same mindset, the world would be a much better place and the gears of business would be a whole lot more productive simply because in my reality and in our reality, we'll just call it reality, right? Facts are facts. Uh, business relationships are not effective when they're transactional. They, they do have to start from, from being relational. How does uh, being relational... Factor into the future of work.
1: So relationships in the future of work, humanity. I believe we need to go back to the future with this. And we need to take elements of what was working or working very well before this era that we've embarked on over the past two to three years. And we need to take those and then add framing to it and bring it now into this future work. Here's one example. We do not necessarily have to abandon the use of systems in the future work, especially if we're solopreneurs. For solopreneurs, which I am, having some systems in place, whatever those may be, and we're not gonna get into those kind of details per se today, but I'll just give you one brief example, is you might be using, say, a LinkedIn, And you might have some third-party software which allows you to interact with people to some degree. Or maybe you have a human being that is helping you manage that. You don't necessarily have to abandon that in the future. But here's where the difference is. You still have to show your humanity in the sense of customizing your message Mm -hmm. and bringing yourself to the marketplace to bear Saying that your specific pain, your challenge, your obstacle, whatever it might be, is going to get my personalized attention rather than me shoving you into some funnel. Yes. Or shoving you into some type of group or forcing you, coercing you, maybe is the better word, to do a certain type of introduction. Be you and bring your whole self to bear in the future of work by tailoring what you offer to what the person is truly in need of. That's old school in the new school. And I believe that is where we can keep the humanity alive.
0: Absolutely. And we should maybe key in the the listener on what it is you actually do as the learning Sherpa, the educational entrepreneurial champion that you are. Um, what is the framework of of your business? Who are you serving and how are you serving them?
1: When you're talking about a Sherpa, the first thing that I think you bring to mind, especially since if you're living in certain parts of the world, especially in America, unless you are in, like, say, the Rockies or in the Appalachians, and you're thinking, I think I may have heard this term before, but I can't quite visualize it. So close your eyes and imagine that you are climbing the Himalayas or Mount Everest, who pr- most people probably have heard of Mount Everest, right? A Sherpa is a guide leading you up the mountain. And in this case, the education Sherpa is saying that education is a mountain that you can conquer. However, chances are, especially in the future of work and the future of education while maintaining that humanity, you probably are going to need some help. Asking for help should never be considered a weakness. Expertitis is what I have adopted that term from other people. Expertitis, in my view, is more of a weakness than asking for help. Yep. Because here's the thing. The worlds of work and education are changing completely, whether we wish that they do or we wish it was the same as it was in, say, December of 2019. So the Sherpa says, I am going to guide you. So the framework, the framing of the business concept is very simple. I'm your guide. If you're in business, I can be a future work consultant for you. If you are in business and I can bring together a handful of business people, I can create a roundtable or a cohort or a mastermind to serve you in that way. Or if you're a solopreneur, I can be a one-on-one mentor for you. If you're a family, especially a family business, and this is where the B2B keeps alive, I can help your family as an advisor on all matters education. It's not about being in a small box, tutoring, or going to a certain college. That's not me. A Sherpa is a guide for everything because everyone's issue, going back to my first answer to the other question, needs to be customized so we maintain humanity. So that is the framing of the education sherpa. You you
0: hit the nail on the head with maintaining humanity. And, and that does hit home for me because ego comes up all the time as, as business owners. We are kind of, and as humans, Part of our human flawed human nature is to want to uh, be the best, know it all, do whatever we can without the help of anybody. But what you're saying is to avoid expert-itis and not to be afraid to ask for help because... If you are a human, then you do need guidance no matter what stage of life you're in. It's it's part of that human experience. And we're talking about humanity. So I, I have to ask you as, as a, a learning expert, whether that's workplace learning or wherever it is, how can we better humanize the workplace?
1: The workplace of the now and the ongoing future here in the 2020s, because we're still in the early stages of the 2020s, right? The workplace is not, and I know this term is overused, Chris, it's not your it's not your father's workplace. It's not your grandma's workplace anymore. So the days of yore, whether the nostalgia or the tradition is there or not, I'm gonna have to maybe shatter your bubble a little bit if you're, when you're listening. It's not jumping in your vehicle and driving to X building, going into X building with your key card and sitting in a chair. No. So first of all, let's break that chain. It's a metaphysical, metaphorical chain you must break. Now, if you're still doing it in the future, I'm not criticizing, condemning, or complaining about it. I'm just saying that you need to have a different framing in order to maintain the humanity. Because as was stated in one of my favorite comedies, Office Space, People were not meant to sit in small little cubicles working on spreadsheets for 40 hours a week. That's not humanity. In some ways, that's almost like a form of mental jail. So the future of work is saying that you can work from any place at any time. For any amount of time, because if you are me- if you want to measure something, if you are a task based person, Chris, that's fantastic. We need task based people because Adam Smith and the Wealth of Nations said that for a thriving, flourishing civil society, you have to have a division of labor. So you have to have the task based people. You have to have the people that are more people centric. So in the future of work, you need to lean into these people, the, those who are task centric. Those who are people-centric, those who may have a little bit of both. Allow them to work, give them the agency and the autonomy to work from wherever, whenever, and for however long it takes to get to a desired mutually beneficial outcome where results are measured, not blocks of time. Because that's where the humanity has also been drained out during the industrial era, Chris, there were two back-to-back industrial ages. One of them was factory-based, one of them was office-based. Both of them drained the humanity out of tens, if not hundreds of millions of people, depending on if we're talking one country or the world.
0: That is so true. Oh man, we're, we're getting into some very interesting territory here. And today on Weekday Warriors, we are bringing the humanity Back into the workplace. So after this commercial, we'll have more with S.J. Barricone, the education Sherpa. This is AM 690, 94.3 FM, The Answer.
1: Aloha, Weekday Warriors. Aloha. Hey,
0: this is Chris Wall. Welcome back, Weekday Warriors. Uh, on the other side of the commercial break, we were just getting into the meat with S.J. Barricone, the education Sherpa. And by meat, I'm talking about the, the reasoning behind what pulled humanity out of the workplace. And we're taking it all the way back to the pre-industrial revolution and how separating those family farms, family businesses, the general store where families worked together to operate businesses stayed together. The way it was meant to be, right?
1: Exactly. And then you bring in, and I'm glad you did bring that in, is you bring in the fact that we had other revolutions, or maybe you want to call them evolutions, going on too. So all of these layers, and then you have intergenerational matters going on. So here's where another piece of the humanity as we move into this future work. Don't attempt to put, for example... And I'm not calling out any generations. I'm just using these as illustrative examples, archetypes. Don't put a Gen Z Zoomer into a baby boomer's body or a baby boomer's model. A baby boomer's model was very different than that of a Zoomer. You have to also recognize, again, that it's not time-based. You are measuring outcomes and results And you're also measuring the fact that it's not work-life balance anymore. We have to move past that. It's a pure integration now, where since you can work from anywhere at any time, your family might need you for 10 minutes at X time. You need to be able to step away, take care of whatever your kid or your significant other or your pet needs, or even yourself for that matter. Maybe you need to take a five-minute walk because something didn't go well and then you come back because competency based measurement for those who are task oriented is how you want to transition while you maintain that humanity.
0: Yes, that's that makes sense. The the fact that while we can't bend over as employers to the whims of of every employee based on their generational identity, we we can as employers in order to get the best output out of our people recognize that there are differences and do what we can. As you said, not putting a Gen Z worker into a boomer model does make sense. Okay, SJ, what do you have for folks who, as you know, we have listeners who are rocking a side hustle game and patiently waiting until their income is at a safe place. They've got three to six months saved up just in case of an emergency, but they're on the the precipice. They're ready to jump into uh, entrepreneurial uh, wonder. What do you have for those folks?
1: I can pull from my own story on this, and I think that might be the most illustrative. When I look back in my own story, I went through three overlapping. So close your eyes and think of three circles or ovals that overlap in like a Venn way, right? So to that person, here's what I tell you. Or even better, here's what I advise you as the Sherpa. Because being told and being advised, I think are different modalities. First, focus on your mental game. Being around people who are going to Edify, encourage, empower, and offer positive energy is key. Find those people. We can use terms like tribe, community, movement, roundtable, cohort, a lot of different possible terms here. The mental game is key because your inner critic, your, your self-talk, is your strongest critic most of the time. Even if you have family who are disagreeing with your side hustle even still that inner critic can overpower them. So that's part one. Two, focus on the um, sociocultural. So what are you putting into your mind and who are you hanging around with? So these first two are absolutely overlapping. If you didn't already get that visual, you will now. So who are you hanging around with, but also what kind of inputs are coming into your life? I would encourage you to reduce your news input And it doesn't matter what kind of news. We're not going to get into the so-called labeling of left, right, and all that stuff, except for that brief reference. Any news is almost by default, Chris, is going to be negative, cynical, or skeptical in an unhealthy way. So that sociocultural thing, that mental thing, drain that stuff out of your life and put in something pure and positive that meet those four E's that I mentioned a few minutes ago. Okay? And whatever that is, leave it up to you. I'll give you a couple ideas that I used. Audiobooks, podcasts, physical books, ebooks, Go to in-person events if they're available in your area. Buy a video series and consume good quality video. In other words, have a lifelong learning culture in your workplace. And if your workplace is your house, if your workplace is the beach, if your workplace is a co-working facility, Make it something that is enriching your life. And then that third area is financial. You referenced it. In a financial game, in an entrepreneurial game, your value in the marketplace is dictated completely by you because you set your own rates. So there's been some talk lately since we're recording in a time of massive inflation around the globe. We're hearing a lot of people saying, well, I just got a raise to X number and they are in an employee mindset, right? That will be, complete in many cases, will deflate you. But if you are offering more value into the marketplace than what you are consuming back, you will always be able to at least equal inflation if not stay ahead of it. But it has that entrepreneurial mindset, so you have to have to do a shift from a consumerist to a producer of something that is solving pain solving challenges, clearing roadblocks, and really getting to the heart of what's causing the issue instead of treating symptoms. So that financial piece, being able to understand that investment is not only vehicles that you hear about from financial people, but investment is putting something into your brain that cannot be taken away as easily as it can be taken from a bank account or can be taken away from You know a a car being taken away from you or something in a real bad situation that is that third and final piece and again they all intersect and that is the way i'd answer your question
0: you're really keying in on on what what needs to be focused here and focusing on your your mental game positivity from the people around you. You talked about edification, encouragement, empowerment. That's fantastic. SJ, uh, we we are running short on time, but I do want to, you know, I, I want to let the listeners know if they want to reach out to you and connect with you, what's the best way to do that?
1: I am a heavy LinkedIn user. So since my name is very unique S.J. is my name. Baracone being four syllables is a very unique last name. You should have no problem finding me on LinkedIn by looking me up that way.
0: I do know indeed that you live on LinkedIn and uh, I knew that was going to be the answer. So S.J. Baracone, B-A-R-A-K-O-N-Y. S.J., thanks so much for joining us today.
1: It was a pleasure to share and I hope I did add plenty of value.
0: Oh, you you did indeed. And uh, listeners, my big takeaways were, of course, you know, today all about bringing humanity back into the workforce, into our places of business, but just into our work-life balance. A uh, big takeaway was to focus on the mental game and the people around you. Are they edifying? Are they encouraging? Are they empowering? I also liked avoiding expert-itis <laughs> as, a, as a as an egomaniac. That's That's a difficult one for me, but not being afraid to ask for help. And recognizing that as people, we need guidance is is a doozy. So wh- how, how can we keep our eyes peeled for those who might need guidance? How can we help others? The other one was not putting a Gen Z worker into a boomer mindset. So as a business owner, that's something to definitely can uh, consider. Really was thinking about how this all stems back to You know, COVID lockdowns and and making the shift to Zoom, but we actually brought it all the way back to changes that occurred during the Industrial Revolution when we shifted from, uh, you know, the family based uh, organization to the the factory and then to the office, and that was incredible, very insightful. So. Thanks again to our guest today, SJ Barricone. You can search SJ Barricone on LinkedIn. He will probably be the only SJ Barricone that you find. <laughs> I challenge you to find another one, but yeah, reach out. And you can reach out to us, to me specifically, over at Hawaii us.com The bottom of that site has the form where you can always submit your business owner questions. We are compiling some good ones for our next Ask Me Anything episode. Hawaii Grows With Us is also where you can fill out the audit to get an eye-opening look at the way the outside world actually looks at your business. I promise it will be insightful. That does it for today's episode of the Weekday Warrior Show. We'll be back next week, Monday, 3.30 here on KHNR. You can also listen to the repeat Saturday mornings at 7 a.m., Listen to the podcast on whatever format you want. I guarantee you we're there over at hawaiigrowswithus.com. Have a fantastic week, and we will see you next time on Honolulu's News, Opinion, and Insight, AM 690, 94.3 FM, The Answer.